0: Yeah, well, I use the I use the hole at, at like the top of it. Um,
1: okay, you are a human Center SIM pin. card pin. Plus, fucking hell. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're severely off topic, and we haven't even fucking started. Yet. <laughs> it's pretty good, eh?
0: Welcome to the well-played dlc podcast episode 64 the best iteration numbered 64 ever even better than the nintendo 64 you heard it here first it's better nintendo 64 no go ever i'm your host zach jackson joined as usual by kieran Verbrugge. hello mr jordan garcia hello and mr adam ryan hello and Mr. Kieran for Bruges.
1: Oh, hello again. Yes.
0: Well, I, d- I didn't call you Mr. before, so I uh, didn't
1: want to leave you out. Thank you for clarifying my dick. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs>
0: we're up to a good start, um, aren't we? Um, well, yeah, see, the first one was talking to you, and the second one was actually talking to your dick. Um, oh, sorry, yep. Yeah. It's important to be inclusive, you know. That's it. All dicks included. In this podcast, no dick left out. That's what. Well, dicked. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, we're off to a good start. (laughs) How are we all this week, which is the 30th of September, the very last day of September
1: ever? Fantastic. For this year.
3: Tired. Good, but tired.
0: Mm.
2: Never better. I'm doing good.
1: Yeah? Yeah,
2: it's raining. It's uh, pretty miserable outside, but it's... Is it
1: raining for you as well?
2: Yeah, mate. That's cute. Yeah. We're sharing some weather. How nice.
0: Love that. I've been told that it's uh, lightning and thundering here. Ooh. Um, So...
2: (laughs) Uh, Jordan, I finally finished processing the the Series X orders. It took me (laughs) all week. Um, If someone could thank KS for stepping in while I was doing that last week, that would be wonderful.
3: Oh you just cancelled all the orders didn't you?
2: I did cancel half of them but I mean I got through all of the ones I could be fuck doing. So
3: <laughs> Was it you who cancelled the target orders? I
2: was, gonna, I was just going to say yes. <laughs> 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 yep, yeah, they're done. Sorry all those who ordered through Target.
0: Well that was actually going to be in the news so so Ooh. spoiler Spoilers. alert sorry. sorry. Spoiler Jump alert. On the gun. Um yeah, how, right. well,
1: how have you been? Um, how have Jackson? I been?
0: That is a good question. Actually, not really. Uh, I've been fine. Usual. Tired, busy, working, etc. Oh, fun stuff. Um, starting to plan. Um, maybe, sorry, excuse me, maybe a bit like you, Kieran, we were planning around uh, opening up soon. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's sort of starting to get... Um, busy, busy at work. So, and also still people are ordering a fuckload of shit. Um, like I told you yesterday, we got like uh, over 200 orders. Um,
3: of next gen consoles,
1: pencils. Pencils. (laughs) Oh, Oh, wow. Okay. Um, That's amazing. That
0: is, um, just think of, say the first thing that comes to your head in on the count of three. Three, two, one. Cheese toasty.
1: Pettuccini. P Fettuccine. <laughs> <I said pettuccini.
2: laughs> How was he ever meant to get right. that? Mate? That was come never
1: going to work because your brain doesn't work. <laughs> uh, well, it's it's. Now P- we know H- that you
2: were going to say fettuccini What? Where did the P come from?
0: Oh, don't I don't yeah, know. Okay. P is talent. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Jesus.
3: you fettuccine
0: you a pepperoni? Yeah, there you go. It was just... Um, I panicked. Um, God. What did Kieran
1: say? Something about a toasty? I said cheese toasty. Cheese toasty. I could go for a cheese it's toasty. It's food. I mean, we were on the same page.
0: Would you have... Um, would you have um, a fettuccine toasty? Absolutely. Yeah. will go with that. That's though. like
1: the... You know... You know, like the Heinz spaghetti, can like canned spaghetti and, <laughs> in a tosti. That's like,
0: <laughs> that's dope. Oh, that's. Do you eat that? That's wild that you mentioned yeah. that. Yeah. Um, because I kind of half live on. I think this is why I'm so tired. You don't eat it straight out of the can time. cold, do you? Oh my god, no. But I, uh, probably two or three times a, a week, um, I eat. The whole- <laughs> The Heinz canned ravioli. <laughs> oh, You've outed yourself
2: as one of those people. It's like two or oh, sixty a can, man. Like
0: it's per- it's so cheap for yeah, lunch. But you I, also I know eat it's...
2: dry noodles, you fucking oh, whack. Yeah.
0: Um, and everyone that I work with just shakes their head. Like when I open the can,
2: I they just would have that. Hold oh. up, hold up, hold, wait, 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 wait. Do you just eat it straight out of the can?
0: No, I don't eat out of the can. Obviously, I pour it into a bowl and then put it in the microwave but yeah everyone thinks it's disgusting
2: I envision like, that you're like old mate from Castaway and you just pull out a pocket knife you open the can with the pocket knife and then eat the ravioli with the same pocket knife that actually I sounds reckon... like a
0: damn good idea if I was camping yeah, I would definitely do like that too
3: much credit. he's not badass enough for that
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs>
3: calm
1: no, right. I envision Zach pulling out like a safety can opener just slowly, Actually, just slowly going around the edge.
0: You, speaking of those cans? Have you ever had the um, like that Ben Affleck moment where you've opened, we've gone to pull the pull the ring back, if you know what I mean, and it's just snapped off, and then yeah, but sure. the can
1: but the can still absolutely that's still shut. that's happened with a um, Bundaberg ginger beer. Ah, uh, I'm so sorry. In the middle of a like a burger restaurant joint. That's it's devastating. Did,
0: did you did you get a a new one?
1: No, I just MacGyvered it. Oh, nice. That's the way. Um,
0: Bit Kieran just like MacGyvered it by smashing it on the side of the table. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so that, that that's, that's devastating because you know you don't you, know, you don't bring a plan B for lunch and then. I have had plan B for lunch. <laughs> 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 How oh, are we only no,
1: nine time. minutes in? Can we talk about video <laughs> games?
0: Um. Yes, we can. After all, that's why the people are here, aren't you?
2: I yes. mean, they they yes. can't answer if that's That'll... what you're waiting for.
0: Well, though that that like that pauses, so it's it's like an interactive podcast. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> yes, Zach. Yes, I am. Um, yeah, Alright, like video like games
3: the Explorer. <laughs> uh, Can you find the vacuum?
0: <laughs> mate, I love this. the um, the noise uh, on, For you getting on Twitter and making your handle vacuum related is It's just getting louder by, by the day
2: Yeah mate, I, I'm going to let it brew for another week or so Just to, to get it to a fever pitch before I actually jump aboard
0: we should get you
3: sponsored by Dyson to change your name to Vacuum Vandal.
2: Oh mate, I'll change my actual name. I'll get it legally changed if I get a Dyson sponsorship. Oh my god, that! If so- if someone can manage to to get me sponsored by Dyson, I'll change my name to whatever they want <laughs> me to. Can
3: we actually get this going?
0: That would be amazing. All right, enough about vacuums. Let's.
3: Speaking of things that suck, talk... video games.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to think of a good pun but that was really good um all right video games who wants to kick us off what have you been playing mr ryan
2: mate um son I've of been, jim i've played i've played a, a cheeky bit of mario kart 8 because um, i had to settle a debate between a couple of my friends as to who is best at mario kart you'll be
3: i swear you're always doing that
2: no, nah, that that was that was a singular person. This is now that's branched out into to three people now. Um,
3: I have your own tourney going on?
2: Pretty much. I won this one, but it was only one cup, so I mean that's not a really definitive win. That's
3: one cup, just like my chest.
2: Oh boy. Um, uh, played some Rocket League, testing out the new menus and the systems and whatnot because it's free to play now and they've changed a bit up. I'm trying to get the battle bus from Fortnite. I played a bit of Titanfall 2, because I'm trying to get through my pledge games, um, because I really don't want to play that fucking unicorn game. Um, And I've played some Among Us, apparently, like everyone else on the planet, but that game's, yeah, good fun. Although, the first time I played it with the group of friends that I've been playing it with, I was the imposter for the first four or five games in a row. Wow. And it was just one imposter at the time, and I was getting a bit sick of doing that, but each time it got easier because everyone was like, well, it can't be Adam. It can't be him again. So (laughs) it, it got progressively easier. Yeah. That's, that's, I think that's everything I've been playing as of late. Nice.
0: Very nice. Sorry. I was just having a sip of wine. Um, Kieran, what have you been uh,
1: playing? I, what have I been playing? Not a lot. Actually, this week, um, I Jordan, I was talking to you about this earlier in the week, but I, I did start Genshin Impact, um, which is a very surprisingly fully featured, polished, and very nice looking free to play RPG, um, but other than that, not much. I, um, I jumped back into Fall Guys because I have a agree costume going at the moment, but... I did say that. I was getting disconnected a lot, and I, I had quite a few crashes, so I gave up on that, unfortunately, which saddens me greatly. Um, oh, and I also did jump back into No Man's Sky with the oh, Origins yes, update. I, um, I, started that- a, I started a fresh save because... It's been a very, very long time since I played, and I figured I should go back through the tutorials for all the new content. Um, and yeah, it's been really fun. It's definitely, it's definitely come a very, very long way since it first launched. Um, it feels more complete, uh, and there's a lot more variety in in planets and stuff. Um, it's interesting. I won't, I won't go into, I won't bore you with too much detail, but essentially, there's one sort of specific family of, of planets that are really really hard to find in the game and they're labeled as paradise planets and they're like you know full of like flora and fauna and they're not dangerous and they're just like kind of really good planets to sort of set up base on um, and I spent maybe 50 hours looking for one when the, the game first launched and never found one um, and I ended up getting it as my tutorial planet so <laughs> that was very good so I've kind of just like set up shop in my original tutorial solar system and probably won't move from there. Yeah, nice. Just setting up shop. Yeah. Tasty. How big was the the update? Uh like ten gig, if that's what you okay. mean.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, I've been playing that game on
1: launch mm. and not really not really getting down with it. I actually really um, I really enjoyed it on launch like i i kind of had my expectations in check i think Mm. um and i spent like i said i spent like a good 50 hours playing it um and then i i jumped back into it a little bit when they released uh beyond um the like the big 2.0 update um but i didn't really give it that much time so i'm keen to i'm keen to get stuck into it again and hopefully play with some other people as well doesn't um uh, big old uh, Eddie Darling get around it? Uh, yeah, he played it probably as much as I did at launch. I don't know if he's played it since, though. Hot.
0: Nice. Adam, you seem like the kind of guy that would play No Man's Sky. Yeah,
2: not, I played not it not on launch. Anything, but. I played it on launch and then played it again um, a fair bit late last year and had a really good time with it after the Beyond update.
1: It sounds and like... Building and whatnot sounds like we should do an official well-played stream. I mean, so, that's...
2: Uh... I, I didn't want to be the one to bring it up, but that sounds like an excellent <laughs> idea. Um, do it. Get on it. Get around
0: it. Is it, it definitely looks colourful, uh, which, which is good.
2: It's definitely more colourful now than it was at launch. I remember finding a lot of really grey dull planets
1: on launch. Actually, um, speaking of grey dull planets, I don't know if this was a thing, Adam, in the Beyond update. Mm. But the planet that sits kind of just next to my paradise planet, so I can see it like f- pretty much from anywhere on my planet. Um it's literally it's a big grey blob. And the <laughs> only thing on it are these like sea urchin shaped, like person sized rocks. Oh and that's <laughs> literally all there is. They're like completely litter the planet. It's no it's huge, it's bigger than my planet. Oh. And it's just, oh, like, it's just covered in these. And like some of them are big. Some of them are like kind of half human sized. Lots of them are sort of stacked on top of each other. But then like in the corner of my peripheral vision, they'll move. They'll just like roll Wait, around. Do they like legitimately they move? Yeah, legitimately they move. I can, I can send you a, a video. If it's, you, yeah. I and wanna, the music, I see that. The that music sounds- is weird and tense. And it's the scariest thing I've ever experienced in a video game. That's low-key terrifying, isn't it? It's horrible. And I can see it from my planet at all times.
2: Well, that's... It's a paradise planet, but you've got to live next to...
1: It's like if Junji like a... Ito made, like, a No Man's Sky manga. It's oh, freaky. That's,
2: that's cool. Um,
0: Question, can you just explain to me what a paradise planet is? Is that, like, a home planet or something? Or... Paradise
1: planet is, like a, like, a rare kind of planet in No Man's Sky that has, like no inherent atmospheric hazards and is full of like uh minerals and plant life and creatures and basically it's where you'd want to like stay in the game if you wanted to build a base there's no there's no danger and there's an abundance of resources but they're um they're rare yeah nice
0: uh, Jordan, what have you been been up to?
3: Um, Well, I finished Ori and the Will of the Wisps for my pledge. Uh,
1: Did your opinions change?
3: I, uh, I started to like it a little more, but I was still relatively unimpressed because it it's a completely different game to the original. Mm. To the point where it doesn't really feel like much of an Ori game outside of the art.
0: C- can I just jump in very, very quickly? Did I... I kind of tuned out, kind of. Um, so I'm just sending an email. So my apologies. But um, did you say you're playing it on Switch? No. No, you didn't. Okay. Carry on. Goodbye. Uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it still kind of just feels like a not as well-designed Hollow Knight in terms of just the raw combat. Because will the wisp is very combat-focused compared to the original. And uh yeah. I mean, it's still a good game um and then i've been playing Hades courtesy of uh the creative director of Supergiant
2: should i buy that game now
3: what, uh, can, you
2: cl- can you can you clarify what you mean
3: well the creative director gave me a code
0: right okay cool yeah that's what i thought but i was like that sounds just a casual name drop okay
2: <laughs> 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 He's flexing all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to bite on that. I wasn't going to give him the fucking satisfaction, but...
3: Mate, you got to give him the satisfaction or I'm not going to get you that Dyson sponsorship.
2: Okay, yep, Not fair enough. That's really cool, Jordan, fuck me. <laughs>
0: um, but is, is it as good as everyone yeah, says it is?
2: It is really good.
0: I really want to play it.
3: Yeah, same.
2: I just it's only PC, yeah?
1: It's PC and yeah, switch. switch. Switch, sorry. Yeah. I really just want it to come to PS4. I know it's stupid to not play a game just because of the platforms that it's on, especially <laughs> when I own them, but yeah, I just can't. I don't know. But those it can't even those trophies aren't going to... It's not even the, about the trophies. I just like... Oh, I don't no. like my desk and I don't like playing my Switch anymore, so...
0: Can, yeah, can, can we just have a quick little pause and a pivot here? Just on the Switch, I, I have wondered with like new hardware, like new uh, consoles and that coming and obviously the switch is uh put together differently so it's not as powerful uh, are you noticing that a lot more now does that that, that uh,
1: difference in yeah, power yeah i mean it's hard not to and it's been like that yeah. for even from when it launched um but yeah, it's just one of those things where, like, the experiences that are unique to the Switch, uh, like, are great. Um, but if you're, yeah, if you're playing something that does exist on another platform, it's it's pretty noticeable. Right. Okay.
0: Unpause. Go back to Jordan. I, I forgot to pause. It. I, I mean, was still it's listening. Final <laughs>
3: Fantasy, but like everyone expected that. So, do
0: we? I expected Monster. Hunter. No, I'm waiting
1: for the new He's waiting in... for Rise. Monster De- yeah, Monster I'm waiting Destiny. for Rise
3: in stories too.
2: Oh. Wow, okay. Talk to you <laughs> about... <laughs> Zach, what have you been body playing mate? What
0: have I been playing? Well, uh, I did announce it in our Slack channel uh the other day but <clears throat> I'm officially using my wild card. Ooh. Um, yes. I remember when we did the Pledges and I had like a long list of games and uh, I wanted to pledge the beast inside because um, I had bought it for PC. I was doing so, sort of doing a, a Kirin, wanting to play it on PS4, but there was like, uh, yeah, it's coming to PS4, but never any like date. Um, so I just ended up playing on PC, and but it didn't. It didn't sort of make the cut when we were doing the pledges. Um, so I'm gonna cut Kona, which is like five hours. Because I have to restart it because I can't remember anything about it, and I think Beast Inside's like ten to twelve hours. All right. Um. But yeah, it's it's a first person horror game. Uh, I've played... and so yeah, so I've I've, I've actually been playing that. Because um, like, whenever I go on on Steam, it's always sort of sitting there like in my library, like kind of at the front, so I see it and I go, oh yeah, you know, I really want to play that. But yeah, it's a, it's it's okay okay it's probably not as good as what i was expecting just yet i don't know um i've only played five of the 12 chapters or four of the 12 chapters maybe i'm maybe i'm up to five now i haven't haven't played it for a a few days but essentially it's sort of split in two so you play as like um a character uh, i can't remember the year but like the like the 80s or something like that or the '70s or whatever. Um, and you're a you're a spy kind of thing, uh, so you had to like decode like Russian, uh, you know, codes and things like 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 that for the government, I believe, or some secret uh, organization. Um, so yeah, they, they've moved to this sort of remote house, and then uh, when you're sort of exploring the house, you know, like the first chapter, you discover uh, some things in like the attic and stuff from one of the previous owners, and then you know, like every chapter, it switches between, uh the later date and then the older date so um, yeah you play as his second character and, and the first um, character which his name is Adam I think um, good strong name that is like more puzzle kind of gameplay um, whereas the Nicholas is the the older guy uh, and that's more um, like a stealthy kind of horror or well, at least it was when it was confined to the house or the, and even just like through the house grounds, it was really, it was actually really cool. It's It was fucking terrifying. Almost. I'd say it was, parts of it were kind of like, definitely close to being like the scariest game I've played. At, you know, at least in a, a long time, that was, yeah, it was like, they were jump scares, but not, not jump scares. They were just like, yeah, it's sort of hard to explain, but um, without kind of, spoilers but yeah um it's kind of cool uh, it, it has kind of gone on, on a weird uh, path with one sort of um gameplay part there was one of the chapters um sees you kind of in when, when you're playing as nicholas it sees you follow um a lead if if, if you want to call it that um into like the forest where you kind of all the bushlands where you kind of live and uh yeah it's like got gunplay in it and it's real kind of it's shit like that's probably the nicest way i can put it it's, <laughs> it's, it's not good it's not very good it's like it's kind of it kind of takes away all that work it's done building up these like horror elements and you know those sorts of gameplays it's just yeah it's a bit it's not very fun and, it, and it's not not it's not um probably still very smooth either it's kind of a bit yeah anyway uh so that's what i've been playing uh, um, but i but i i'm keen to kind of see where the story goes and, and play more of it i hope there's just not too much gunplay and stuff in it um yeah uh, i've been i played a little bit more red dead 2 uh i think i only played like maybe one or two missions still i mean I, thoughts haven't changed since last week so that's about it um And that's all I can talk about this week that I've played. I think just double checking. Yep, that's it. That's all I've got for you. Um. Anyway, so let's get into. We haven't got much to. uh, There's not really been any reviews this week. But Adam, you went here last week and you've done a review for uh wwe 2k battlegrounds do you want to give us a quick have, run yes. through of your experience on that
2: yeah mate um i can wrap it up pretty quickly uh wrestling is stupid and the games i feel should be as well and the last you know half a like decade or whatever they've been very sim focused so this was kind of a a good way to, to get back into the the arcadey style, um, similar to WWE All Stars, which was a good time. Um, so yeah, the gameplay is ridiculous and a lot more simplified. It's very much a just a brawler, something that you and a, a couple friends can sit down and kind of kind of bash out. Um, controls are simple, game modes are pretty self explanatory, menus are easy to navigate. Um, so it's all just good fun to play with mates. Uh, and the yeah the art styles fun it's like you're playing with big head mode all the time, uh, it's it's all it's all very positive on the surface level, um, aside from the AI which is pretty rough. So if you're playing by yourself, it can be a bit of a slog. Um, but the biggest issue is microtransactions are just complete bullshit. Um, The two-thirds of the roster from the start of the game are locked behind paywalls, which you can unlock in the game, but it's a a ridiculous grind to to unlock them. So you have to use premium currency if you want to get them with any sort of urgency. Uh, All their alternate attires are locked behind paywalls. Uh, Cosmetics for creator characters as well. So really predatory micros that are just very unacceptable in a game that's already overpriced at $70. Um so I'd easily recommend it for good fun if it was 35 40 dollars without those micros but at 70 dollars with them it's it's a pretty it's a pretty hard ask all in all. So Damn. yeah game's really fun and if you're a wrestling fan you'll you'll have a good time with it but it's worth knowing that it is just absolutely chock to the block of with micros.
0: but are we given it's 2K out are, like, are we surprised?
2: No, I'm not surprised, but I'm I'm disappointed that a a really like kid-focused game. I'm just disappointed. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, like with all of the, like all of the characters when they're locked, they're in like toy boxes, and they bust out of them when you buy them. It's like it's so focused towards kids, and I mean the product is in general wrestling is for kids for the most part. so it's it, does that it hurt is pretty disappointing. To say. Hey, does
0: that hurt to say that?
2: No, I don't give a fuck that I'm a... Also,
0: can we give a shout outs to Buddy Watson and Ryan Betson at the Pop Cultures who love wrestling? Uh you're all just big kids. Also, shout, shout, out, <laughs> shout outs to Dylan Black from the explosion. Oh, Dylan Black Blight, likes wrestling too. He's gonna No, I I also outs, love
2: man. wrestling and I'm I'm more than okay with admitting Just that. kids, mate. That's no, a kids thing. It's a bit all like right. Nintendo. Okay. Wow. <laughs> But no, I gave it a, a six and a half. I wanted to give it more because I had a really good time with it, but it, in good conscience I couldn't, being that it was massively overpriced and filled with microtransactions.
0: Nice. Is Chris Jericho in it?
2: Chris Jericho's not in it. Being that he, he wrestles for AEW these days, uh, I think they decided to leave him out for that reason. Oh, you could have just said no, but, and then
0: I would have said Thor that should have lost another point. But you I mean, just went, you just went and ruined it by just fuck it, I'm going stating back in. hard cold facts.
2: Gave it a 5.5. 5.
0: Yeah. No Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho left the WWE. Um, therefore, the game is marked down. Yep. Is Al Snow in it?
2: Al Snow's not in it. I don't think Al Snow's <laughs> been in a wrestling game for the past 10 years. Maybe longer. What about Rhino? Uh, Rhino's okay. been in a few games, but not in this one. No gauze. Right. Sorry, mate. All right. I'll throw some more to you a bit later. I've got yeah, plenty of old is. school wrestlers. <laughs> it's cause, it's uh, probably because you haven't watched wrestling in a decade. Pretty much.
0: <laughs> um, cool. You've also been... Tassie's been getting a, a big write-up on a Well Played in the in the past couple of weeks. It has. Um, represent. You went and played a game called Shape Versus at a Launceston studio called Smash Attack yes. Studios. Yes. Uh, Give us give us the rundown on that. Uh,
2: yeah, so the Smash Attack Studios, yeah, Launceston-based uh, dev team, That their studio's are only a couple blocks from my house, which was nice and convenient. Um, so yeah, Shape Versus is a two- to four-player couch party game that's still very much in early development, uh, but the whole gist of it's going to be that it's going to have 12 party games in it that you can just kind of jump in with friends uh, really nice and quickly. The, I had a chat to the, the studio head about it and he said he just wanted to build a game where, you know, if you have friends over for dinner or something and you just want to do something afterwards, it's quick and easy to jump into. You don't have to explain rules. It's all self-explanatory and accessibility was a, a big deal for them. So 12 games will be available at launch. Uh, three of which were up and running for me to have a play test of, uh, they're all based on the little square geometric shapes that you play as different colors. Um, it's all very simple, but for a, for a reason, it's again, very accessible. So the ones that I played was shape fly, which is more or less like a, a four player flappy bird, um, where you just have to kind of go through the obstacles and the last one surviving wins uh, shape move where you collect stars and you avoid falling obstacles and you can, you know, blast your opponent off the platform to to take all their points and whatnot. And then Shape Rush, uh, shape rush, which was my favorite, uh, which is like a 2D uh, King of the Hill where you have to hold a section of the map to gain points. And you can use power-ups to knock your opponents out of the way and stuff. Um, so yeah, it's, it's fairly simplistic, but in a really good way. There's not a heap of fat around it. You can just kind of jump in, have a bit of fun, and then jump out. And it's got, yeah, a lot of potential. It's, it's still, like I said, very, very early on. Um, but I can see it being a really good time with with mates. And I think it's awesome that something like that is coming out of Launceston. It's it's cool to see uh, creative projects like that springing up in in the, the city that I live in. And it doesn't happen very often. So I was very happy to do so. Go and have a look at it. Tasty. Yeah.
0: Tasty little tazzy action there yeah Um,
2: i've got a, a preview uh to write up that will hopefully be up around about the same time as the podcast as well so you can keep an eye out for that
0: oh mate my eyes will be keeping right out for that that's the way that is the way uh all right let's talk more video games makes sense uh october is well, now if you listen to the podcast, it'll be October the second, uh, and which means we've got to talk jorts, talk shop. Um, I know that a few of us share some similar games this month, so we'll yeah we'll kind of fly around the table. Uh, Kieran, you want to kick us off with uh, one or two games that you're keen for this month, and then we'll
1: sure see you yeah. steal all,
0: all all my games.
1: I'm gonna steal all of your games. I'll try not to touch anything that I think you'll like. So <laughs> oh. I won't so, so I won't yeah. talk about FIFA. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> um, I guess like the the earliest game that I'm keen for, um and uh little little tidbit of info that I'm already playing, um, is Crash Bandicoot 4 It's About Time, which when this podcast goes out, will already be out. Um, And my review will be out on Press Start Australia. So shout outs to those guys. Um, Can you
0: give us a quick 30 second
1: impressions? It's more of what they delivered with the insane trilogy, but bigger and better. That's my one sentence impressions. If that does anything for you, um, yeah, it's really good. Um, but you'll, yeah, I don't, I don't have a review or a score out at the at time of recording, but I will by the time this goes out. Um, other than that, though, there's lots of, I don't know, it's a bit of a weird month. There's, there's, I, f- I, feel like there's a lot, but there's also not much that's like you know massive, I guess, other than things like Watchdogs. Um, but I'm I'm super keen for Fever. no shut up I'm super keen for for Cloudpunk to come to console. Um, even though I did buy it on Steam when it launched, I still haven't played it, and I probably will once it hits PS4. So that's uh that's a bit of a plus. Um, Steam Cloudpunk. Shut up! Sorry. <laughs> do you regret that? I hope you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't do, yeah. To that one. Um, And as we've discussed, Zach I'm also very keen for Pikmin 3 um, Which is Right at the tail end of the month Um, Which Just
2: just quickly on that, Kieran Mm. What have they changed With Olimar's Sprite that makes him look terrifying Now I swear he didn't used to He he looked different
1: In Uh, the earlier games I mean, I don't think so I have to I have to look it I don't up. know it's been a while between that and the GameCube ones, but um yeah, Pikmin Three was probably my favorite game on the Wii U, so I'm excited to for it to be on a platform that people actually own. Oh,
2: uh, hang on, no, I've looked it up. You know what it is? He's got his eyes open. They were just like Oh.
1: Rolling. Yeah, that'll do it. People with their eyes yeah. open. Yep. That'll fuck you up. Um keep me up at night. And then there's just like a bunch of like there's there's lots of like cool kind of indie left of field stuff this month. So, you know, things like Ghost Runner, Kato, um Remothered Mario. could be interesting. Um but I'm also super keen for Mario Kart Live, which I I don't know if I'll pick up this month straight away. I don't know if I have enough room in my apartment right now while we're in lockdown to drive Mario Kart carts around, but um <laughs> we'll see.
0: Very nice But you didn't say the one game I thought Well, not, not the one game But a game that I thought you were going to mention The old Raji
1: Well, oh, I, no, I didn't Because it's not on this list, Jordan Oh, classic Jordan
3: Well, I don't leave
1: Always fucking the
0: list
3: up You know, I'm not doing jorts anymore <laughs> Oh, man <laughs> you know, I No, know I am, I I am a
1: super keen for business. Raji um, it's only been out on Switch so far, so, uh, I'll definitely pick that up on the PS4.
0: Sure you're not keen for Leisure Suit Larry's mm, Wet Dreams? No.
1: Dry twice. Nope. <laughs> they don't, by the way. Wow. That title's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Jordan, what are you, uh, what are you keen for?
3: Uh, well, for the third month in a row, I'm keen for Baldur's <laughs> <World> Gate <Escape> 3.
0: <laughs> Is it going to come this year? I mean, this month.
3: Uh, uh, you know what? I really fucking hope so. <laughs> um, then there's Age of Empires 3, you know, always down for, you know, that classic RTS. Uh, then there's the Doom Eternal DLC, which I'm really keen for. I've been wanting to spin up Doom Eternal again recently, so it seems like an appropriate time. Uh, and Watch Dogs Legion, just because, uh, well, you know, Clint Hawking, It looks kind of cool. So yeah, that's about it for me.
0: Adam, what are you uh what's got your jorts tightening
2: this month? Mate, my, my jorts will be busting by the time this podcast comes out, because I'll be playing Star Wars Squadrons, uh, which I'll most likely be playing for the entirety of the month. Um, aside from that, amnesia rebirth i'm keen to to jump into it it is october so a spooky game feels necessary uh so jumping into the the series that kind of gave the horror genre uh, a new lease on life 10 years ago feels uh feels like the right step in that so i think that's what i'll be doing i'll be jumping into the cockpit and shitting myself Can you just repeat that last bit for us? Because
0: it sounded like you're going to jump into the cockpit and shit yourself.
2: Yep. No, you heard right, mate. <laughs> Spot on. Knew That's it. That's my
0: plan. <clears throat> knew it. Knew it. Um, anything else? Or you? Uh, you done? Oh yeah, and FIFA. Fuck yeah, the FIFA the boys. <laughs> well, sir, I have got God. to mention
3: Zach. Th- thanks for sending me the Star Wars squadron code today.
0: Oh yeah. No. no Sorry, man, we got offered PC, so... They didn't... Dyson wasn't a platform. Devastated. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, just on that, Mm. are there any vacuums that have screens on them so you can actually see what you're sucking up?
2: You said (laughs) just on that and then completely changed the fucking subject. (laughs) I'm not sure you get what... That uh, that's meant to do. Is there a <laughs> that vacuum sentence. that runs Doom?
3: <laughs> Probably. I mean, if they
2: can get a pregnancy test to Doom run it, I suppose they could get a vacuum. I watched to run it, yeah? a
3: video of these guys that got a calculator to run Doom.
2: That's great.
0: But honestly, like, do vacuums have screens?
2: Uh, I'm sure there are some that do, but I mean, if you're dedicated to the craft, you shouldn't need a screen to keep yourself occupied.
0: But don't you really want to just immerse yourself in that
2: are oh, you talking like it gives you? But what if a you can play of, like, vacuum down the head of the vacuum.
3: while vacuuming?
2: Fuck, that's a lot of lot of levels of vacuuming, isn't it? It is. I'll work on that.
0: Um, cool. All right, let's move on from that. <clears throat> uh, what am I keen for? Oh, that hasn't been said. Jeez. Uh, well, Pacer, a game that uh, a bit like Baldur's Gate Three, which I've <laughs> just keeps fucking getting delayed uh, they did say in the middle of September that uh, because of the PS4 and Xbox One certification or something ar- around that um, that was going to be pushed from the September 17th release but was still going to be releasing in September well I'm telling you it's the last day of September and there's been nothing since no have update. you had a
3: look on the PlayStation store
0: no I'm on their Twitter and they haven't done a tweet since 6th it could September be a stealth the 15th
3: drop, you never know
0: so, maybe that, maybe not. I don't know. Are we going to have time? I'll be too busy kicking balls around, hitting the back of the onion bag, you know what I mean? Playing FIFA with the boys. Love that.
2: Shut What the fuck is an onion bag? Have you ever heard that term? No. Oh,
0: that's what they call a goal in football. Nobody calls it that. Yes, they do.
2: No, I think You're you call it bag.
0: that.
2: <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I thought you were calling me an onion bag. You don't even like, know... Right, what... fuck it.
0: Um, you don't even know
2: hang on just before you say anything you said you don't even know and then furiously hit your keyboard trying to yeah. look up something you, <laughs> you don't even know, know it
0: looks up some arbitrary term no yeah. I'm typing in um i'm doing um, yeah, right, uh. how dare you not, not like not hear of the onion bag i feel offended if i was cutting real onions i'd cry Ah, uh, so yeah i got fifa um and while we're talking about sports nhl comes out but um I just don't think I'm going to have time. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's just not enough time to hit pucks around. Uh, there's that. I'm also keen for Amnesia, Rebirth. Uh, very very keen to see what uh, Friction will do after Soma. Uh, Adam, have you played that yet? Soma? No. Oh, you fucking... I own it. Um, just watch onion it. bag. You fucking yeah. onion bag? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, I shouldn't be surprised that you don't know that, that term because you're not sports people. Um,
3: Excuse me, I so. used to watch the football a long the time
0: ago. <laughs> yeah, well, you should know the onion bag. Uh, I'm also keen for Ghost Runner as well. Uh, also, uh, what's it called? Dark Pictures. I think the second one's called Little Hope um, which is the uh, the Until Dawn little onion bag (laughs) game Uh, but the big game I'm keen for uh, is Watch Dogs Legion Um, definitely probably in my top Uh 10 let's just go top 10 to be safe uh, games that I'm keen for for this year so excited to uh, to get that Uh, but we will be talking a bit more about Watch Dogs Legion next week Hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, That's it. That's it for me. I think that's all. Yeah, nice. Uh, Yeah, that's all. Cool. Uh, Let's go into the news.
2: Uh, Do we have a little newsroom soundbite that you can chuck in there, Jordan?
3: I can try to find one, but I might need to buy a sound library and I don't want to do that. Yeah,
2: steal it off. No, Zackle, just chuck it on finance. Zackle sorted. it. Can't
0: we just um just make one? Like, <laughs> there you go. How about we go Dun dun dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh.
2: If you mix those two together, you fucking got it. I don't know what you're talking about, paying for it, Jordan, when you've got talent Um, sitting right in front of you, mate. let's go
0: on to the news. So very, very, very quick news. Um, You know how I uh, hated on uh, Made of Scare a couple months Mm. ago or a month ago or whenever the fuck it was? uh, Because that game fucking sucks. That game sucks harder than Adam's Dyson. Um, Wait, 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 wait. It released in... Like, I don't know, a month that's recent, like June or something, um, or July or May, I don't know, one of them. Um, and it's already free for Xbox Live Games, Food with Gold or whatever you, cook, you call them, this month. So if you want to play a really good horror game, go buy play something
1: that. else. <laughs>
0: Even if it is free. Play you, know, you can try it, actually, because it's free. So just give it a try. You might like it. Probably won't. Um, but yeah, there was other games that are free, but I can't remember. So whatever. Probably should find them out. Actually, that's terrible. I'm a I'm a, I'm a terrible brutal legend.
1: News person. Real good game.
0: So quick, quick Google. Yeah, there is Slay Slay Away Camp Butchers Cut. Actually, it looks kind of cool. Uh, made of scare Sphinx. I think. and Costume Quest are free games with gold this month.
3: Good old Costume Quest. Good old Double Fine.
1: Um, That's what I meant when I said Brutal Legend, by the way. (laughs) 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 It's a completely different Double Fine
0: game. (laughs) Um, Made of Scare is free from October 16th to November 15th. Um, So there you go. Alright. Big news this we can probably speed through a lot of these because they're not super super huge. Um, but Titanfall 3 is apparently uh, rumoured to be in development, according to Adam Ryan of Well Played. Take it away. Dun, 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 you know, dun, it's dun, just me. Right.
2: I, uh, I'm starting this rumour. I think Titanfall 3 is probably in production. Nah. Um, a couple of data miners had tweeted about it, um, saying that it's more or less the uh, not a very well-kept secret in the the uh the insider world so two two fairly accurate data miners have have both claimed that it's in early development um and those tweets have since been deleted so that probably means something um but i mean it wouldn't be overly surprising with the the popularity of of Apex and being that Apex is set in the same world as, as Titanfall um but yeah I genuinely hope that we are getting a third cuz the the second game is is excellent so hopefully oh, excellent. there's some credence to these what, cheeky
1: rumors What would you want out of a Titanfall 3 like a an equally good single player campaign and maybe like an Apex style battle royale or
2: Yeah I think so I I definitely want them to keep the the single player in, because that was way better than it had any right to be, especially considering the first game was just multiplayer. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I'd want... Because the multiplayer in Titanfall 2 is really good. Um, and I don't know, it's hard because it had such a small player base. So maybe just another another multiplayer like that would work if the player base was bigger. But yeah, maybe just a, a campaign. Ma- even if they did titanfall 3 campaign and they charged 50 60 bucks for it and yeah it's like you also get all this stuff for apex as well like i think i'd be happy okay. with that so content for apex as well as the the campaign i think i'd be mm.
0: nice I, I i did enjoy the campaign for uh tf2 not to be confused with the other game that's Initials Team Fortress, Team Fortress, that's the one. Yeah. I got gotcha. Got there at the same time. maybe a little bit before you. Okay. did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, cool. So in Ryan's Rumors Part Two, we've also got. No, we haven't got anything else. Um,
2: yeah, cool. That's my that's my segment. It's like chuck. It's like chucking over to weather, but I've only got one, so it's really disappointing
0: uh kieran you were perusing the uh, psn the other day and you came across some uh interesting new prices with
1: uh I did next gen games that are coming to ps4 i did um, um not I, I guess not surprising prices uh when you when you look at it but but potentially surprising to some people um it looks like obviously for the most part games like uh Sackboy, Little Big Planet Adventure, and Miles Morales, and potentially in the future, Horizon Forbidden West games that are on both PS5 and PS4 will have a universal price. Um, which for anyone that's upgrading to PS5 will probably already be familiar with the little bit of a next gen tax that everything has now, and with RIP kind of increasing titles like demon souls and destruction all-stars being priced at, you know, 125 bucks. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting browsing the PlayStation store now and seeing the, the PS4 versions of those games listed with the same price. Um, which when you, when you kind of look at it, it makes a lot of sense, obviously because they're cross platform games. So if you buy them on the PS4, you will get them on the PS5 as well. Um, so it would make sense for Sony to price them the same, so people aren't aren't gaming the system. But at the same time, if you're someone who's maybe not upgrading to the PS Five straight away, uh, it's a little a little bit rough to see that you know those people are still going to be paying PS Five prices as well. Um, and especially something like the the one I sent to you was Little Big Planet or, or Sackboy, which you know if that was coming out this generation would probably be a, a budget titled game, a budget price game, sorry. And that's, what, 109 bucks for the standard version and 140 for the deluxe digitally. Which is just wild. Which Absolutely is wild. Yeah. wild. And um, even Miles Morales, which is, you know, technically still, uh, I guess, an expansion sort of thing and, and something they've compared to Uncharted Lost Legacy, um, that's $95 on the PS4. um and for comparison uncharted lost legacy was 55 when it launched so it's a it's a it's a big increase in price for something of a similar scope so it's um yeah it's one of those things it kind of seems like it's it's unavoidable obviously because like i said you don't want people buying the cheaper ps4 offering and then upgrading for free to the ps5 but it just kind of sucks for anyone who's not necessarily Mm. intent on upgrading anytime soon doesn't feel like they need a ps5 anytime soon you know next year when or whenever horizon forbidden west comes out that's going to be 125 bucks on the ps4 um i should yeah i didn't even consider that fact that if you just
0: went on the uh on the cheap and bought on on the ps4 then got the free upgrade you'd be sort of yeah Yeah, well you can you can
1: you can kind of already do that with the um the Ubisoft release is coming out later mm. in the year. Uh, they're about 10 bucks cheaper if you just buy the PS4 version and an upgrade. But then you don't get the PS5 case. Yeah, well, you know. It's true. But yeah, yeah, you know, it's the, the fact that you can potentially spend $140 on a little Big Planet spinoff is uh, it's a lot.
0: And just actually just on that, I, c- I kind of want to touch back. On something that we discussed last week, because we actually, I think, I don't think this was really, this this was definitely talked about, but not this component of it. But last week we spoke about Godfall and how that their prices, sorry, the prices for Godfall were just absolutely crazy. With you know, 189 for some super special version with no physical perks. That's all like just uh, DLCs of some sort, and then 129, then 169 for the other versions. But after we uh finished recording we I went and had a look at um the Epic Game Store. Mm and the game is significantly cheaper on Epic Game Store than it is on PS5. So yeah, just to have a quick sorry? Hell yeah. Oh, so just to have a quick uh, comparison. So the standard version on uh Epic is $89.95, whereas it's $129 on PS5. The deluxe edition is $119.99 on on Epic and $169 on PS5, and then $189 on PS5 for the Ascended version, which is $134.99. So that's basically $40 to $50 difference, um, which is crazy. I mean, like, I know PC games are a little bit cheaper normally, but I don't think I've ever seen anything like this this big of a swing. And it's it's also weird because if you're looking over in other territories and, and regions, the price difference is only minimal. It's like 10, 15 bucks or whatever.
1: So yeah. like, I don't know why Australia's getting dicked um, on this like PS5 tax. I think I saw... Um, you might have seen it as well. I think I saw a Skill Up post on Twitter earlier today that it's actually cheaper just to import PS5 games oh, from I the did US. Say that, yeah,
0: but I hadn't... kind of had looked look for... Like, uh, did you say how much you actually save per game?
3: You said on average like 30 US uh, sorry 30 really? AU or something
1: Wow it's, Yeah it seemed pretty significant mm. So that's rough I mean maybe
0: for the odd game that you want day one you kind of buy it here but yeah, if you're going to like package three or four games together save on that shipping fee you could save like a whole co-
1: the whole cost of a game Or um, even just set up a US PSN account if you're gonna exactly. go digital. How does that work again? With
0: you have to get gift cards, don't you?
1: Yeah in in the yeah. past I've just bought the gift cards from Amazon because they don't yeah, yeah, they don't yeah. tack on like a, a fee or anything. It's the same, it's just literally the conversion.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, so there you go. PS5 prices wild. Mm. Um, it'll be interesting to see what how Xbox prices compare for obviously just xbox games because yeah they well, really i guess got they've got a different
1: dis- model because they've got game pass so it kind of yeah. takes that out of the equation
0: yeah but not everyone is on game pass i guess maybe yeah. so it's like are they going to price them similar to sony to kind of push people in that direction where they go oh, i can pay like 110 bucks say for halo infinite but mm. if i subscribe for 15 bucks it's it's free and or get...
1: yeah, or do they go the other way and, and be like, well if we're already including it in Game Pass, then we don't mm. really need to price it that high. Like we can kind of undercut Sony kind of thing.
0: I guess again, I guess it's win win for them. Yeah. Um yeah. Basically um, a bigger yeah.
1: Yeah. Classic, you know, PlayStation hubris to be like, Oh yeah, people are gonna be willing to spend hundred and twenty five bucks on our games. Um so it'd be interesting I to see we've... how that goes kind
0: of deviated a little bit but it is funny just looking at where next gen is entering now compared to like three months ago when microsoft had that first you know first gameplay of showing and everyone was like oh god halo looks terrible Blah, blah 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 but now it's like they've bought bethesda game pass is killing it sony's have priced their games up the wazoo they've said yeah. that the PS5 games are now going to be PS4 games so you're kind of like well why the fuck do I buy a PS5 day yeah. one kind of thing um, it's kind of yeah, it's, it's weird how that momentum has kind of changed a bit um, anyway um, what else we got going on Jordan you want to talk about your insecurities
3: uh, yes so uh, I look in the mirror every morning and uh... wow it's getting <laughs> real so um no SteelSeries just uh unveiled and well yeah and announced uh their new line of well not really new line but in in addition to their current line of mouse pads which I dubbed the desktop extra large mouse pads or whatever and they're freaking huge like bigger than my ultra wide monitors are huge like the the largest one is. Sixteen hundred by eight hundred millimeters, that's massive.
2: That is ridiculous.
3: But uh, it's it's what's awesome. what
2: what's the benefit?
3: Uh, well, if you read the article, you'd know. Uh, so big mouse pads are it's really awesome. good for low sensitivity or low DPI uh, mouse movements because you're not worrying about moving off the mouse pad, and it's also just really good for aesthetics because it's very clean. Um and But I mean like that also, like having one that big though. You also like I've seen you big you mouse also pads. reduce the risk of scuffing a table with monitors and other things you put on your desk. Right. Um and like it, you know, if you have it kids to... it can stop them from drawing penises on your desk, so you can do it yourself. That's um, fair. So there actually there are a number of reasons to get a large mouse pad. Uh, I did say in my article I was thinking of getting a Sailor Moon one, but this might have convinced me to not get that one. <laughs> so
1: you're basically like just desk. like giving your desk like a new top. Yeah. But it's that also works for your like mouse. A yeah.
0: Oh, I was gonna say that or but a you tablecloth. Want to me finish.
1: It's like a tablecloth, but for gaming. Yeah. Gaming tablecloth. There you go.
3: Powered by G Fuel. So
1: basically steel steel series are getting
0: into the the kitchen business. <laughs> Stainless steel series. <laughs> oh, I like that. Well done. That's good. Well played. Um Nice, um, and how much is it going to go for? How much is a big mousepad seat back? Uh,
3: so it'll range depending on if you get the RGB version or not. The regular one uh, will cost ninety-seven for the three XL, and the three XL Prism, which is the RGB variant, will cost two hundred and nine dollars, um, which is a very big price increase. But new factor, and you got to have like circuitry and stuff, and they kind of make sense. Um, unfortunately. Only the 3XL and the 3XL Prism are normally available in Australia. The 4XL and the 5XLs are, can only be bought through the Steel Series website, which will be shipping from the US. And it'll be US pricing, and I didn't see the pricing for that. So, you know, anyone that wants to completely cover their desk, they'll have to go through that. But, uh, yeah, it's all still pretty cool. Nice
0: one. Um, what else have we got here in our doco? Uh, Sword and Shield, something. Uh, so Take it away.
3: The Pokemon Sword and Shield Crown's Hundred DLC, the second DLC of the, of the expansion pass, uh, is releasing in October, and there's a bunch of stuff that I didn't look at properly. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm, right. I'm, I did honestly, see. Sounds good. I've been so unenthused for Sword and Shield just after playing Temtem. <laughs> is, this,
0: is this what it's like listening to me do news? Yep, yeah. Yes. So yeah. There's something happened like called Onion <laughs> Bag. Um. <laughs> oh, Pokemon Onion Bag! Imagine that. <laughs> That's gonna be the new one.
1: I did. Um. I did see like like they're bringing back all of the legendaries. Is it all for? Yeah.
3: Wow, okay, that might be interesting then.
2: And Nido King. I saw Nido King. Galarian anyway, Slowking, Yes, you did. <laughs> Fuck me. You know I can kill a room? Mentioning Nido King.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
3: Yeah, Nido Queen's know. the way to go.
1: Yeah. Yas.
3: <laughs> Yas, Nido
0: Queen. Oh right, it's like, uh, like, moving on. <laughs> uh, Kieran, you want to take us away with Yakuza? Oh news?
1: yeah. Uh, in in Kieran is very salty news this week. Oh. Um. It oh, was yeah. uh, it was announced that uh the release date for Yakuza Seven, otherwise known as Yakuza Like a Dragon, has been brought forward to November ten. Uh, in line with the release of the Xbox Series S and Series X, um, which is cool. So anyone playing on those platforms or Xbox One or PS4 will be able to get it earlier than expected. Um, Unfortunately, that same news broke that it won't hit PS5 until March Oh. Uh which kind of sucks? Um given that Yakuza has always been traditionally a a PlayStation game. Um obviously they've expanded to to other platforms in in the recent past, which is uh, which is a good thing, but um it's yeah, it seems like some kind of under the table deal with Microsoft has pushed the the PS5 version back 4 months despite it releasing on the on the Series X as well. Um so yeah.
3: You'd hope that the uh, the PS4 version of this game isn't the in the one percent of PS4 games that doesn't work on the PS5. You would <laughs> you would really hope
1: so. Um, but yeah, yeah happy now I now I have the the tough choice to make of like, do I, despite having played all of the previous ones on PlayStation, do I switch over to Xbox just to get the the best looking version of the game, or do I stick it out with the PS4 version? um knowing that the save data won't even transfer to the PS5 version in March. Um, yeah. So that that's uh good news for some, bad news for others, I guess.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Um if if one was to start the
1: Yakuza series, where where would you point them? Probably 0. Zero. Okay. So like if you wanted to go chronologically um and that's kind of Do you of, need to
0: play them chronologically? You don't
1: need to. And like it's tough because uh 3, 4 and 5 have been they do have like HD upscale remasters on the current consoles but they they still look a lot more dated than literally everything else.
0: Mm.
1: Y- Yakuza 0 was
0: the one that was on PS Plus, correct? Uh maybe I think that might have been Kiwami. Army. Nah. I, I, know, I think I've got the Yakuza. To zero is the
3: one oh, that I no. And finished no. an hour before the pledge completion.
0: <laughs> I um Yes, I remember. I know what that is. Honestly,
1: though, you could jump in. Like, if you have one already, you could just jump in on that. And if you enjoy it enough, you can go back.
0: No, I, th- I think. um Yeah. We got an American code. Right. So, I think. And I yeah, wasn't sure who was going to do it so I put it on my American one because I was like, oh, I might have to do it and then I think we got my might even got like a little Rixie to do it alright um, who cares so, next up uh, so I'll do this one very very quickly but another, sorry a new uh, publisher announced itself, yes today being the tuesday this week um the studio sorry the publisher is called untold tales uh, and they're a publisher that quote wants to cut the crap for players and developers uh it's a polish company that is um formed by a bunch of uh, tech land veterans and essentially they just want to uh, they say here that we know that there are already a handful of publishers out there who do good by their devs and players, but it feels like there are still so few of them. We've seen all the sort of publishing horror stories out there, and a lot of devs have themselves have themselves been a part of these broken partnerships. We want to be one of the rare teams that show the gaming world you can do this all differently and approach both devs and players with total fairness and respect. Um, that, yeah, there's an article on on the website if you want to read it, it just goes in to say that the the company basically wants to utilize resources that benefits both players and and developers um, and have honest clear communication and not sort of push uh, games out on platforms where the game's just going to tank so kind of waste waste resources that way um, and yeah it's a it's a it's a pretty interesting it's only a little short read but yeah um, what they say is is kind of um, Interesting, and I just hope they, I guess, t- deliver on what they aim. Um, the The big one that I found, uh, the big takeaway was that, that one of them says here that um, this is, and I'll read this is a quote: "Devs need to understand that we don't want the rights to your IP." Um, which is that's cool. Like you know, for any developer who's got their own IP, and if you can get a publishing deal that you keep the the rights, to that's that's a win um but yeah their, their first two games are going to be uh the hong kong massacre for nintendo switch which came out a couple of years ago uh, on ps5 i oh, sorry ps5 ps4 wow ahead of the and, time and <laughs> and beautiful desolation which is actually a game i've never heard of uh for ps4 uh, yeah so that's uh cool little news um Another piece before we get into the probably the bigger bit for the for the week, but uh, Yoshi, maybe Kieran, you did this one because I don't. <laughs> 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 I um, say Yoshi P? Uh, well, I was like, is he talking about the guy from PlayStation?
1: What?
3: Oh, Shuhei yeah. Yoshida.
1: Yeah, see, so that's what I. Uh, that's uh, why my brain was like confused. No, no, no. Um, yeah, not really like. Massive news, but um, just a little interesting tidbit that we picked up from uh, the Tokyo Game Show live streams and stuff that were going on going on over the weekend. Um, during the Final Fantasy XIV uh, Square Enix Presents stream, old mate Yoshi P uh, ended up talking a little bit about Final Fantasy XVI, which I don't think anybody was expecting, um, but it was just a couple little... Couple of little key pieces of information. One of them that uh, they'll be opening a, a teaser site for Final Fantasy sixteen towards the end of October, um, which will have new information on the characters and the world, which should be exciting because uh, obviously a lot of people are, have a lot of questions about everything pretty much that was shown in the game's initial announcement trailer. Um, and then the the other kind of little tidbit was. Uh, him talking about how the graphics that they showed in the announcement trailer aren't necessarily final, um, but they wanted to show an actual trailer for the game and not just, like, a bunch of pretty graphics um, because they were worried that Americans would say, and I quote, see you in 2035. Um, (laughs) So they're obviously very, I guess, aware that in the past they've maybe shown things too early, maybe shown them looking too good and spent far too long trying to work to that standard. So they're just putting their cards out on the table at this point and just saying, this is what we're working on, this is what it looks like. Um, So I think that'll mean good things for for the game, hopefully. I'm very, very keen.
0: So actually, that's a pretty good... (laughs) segue is it mr jason schreier uh i don't know if you guys listen to to their sorry to his new podcast with um the people from split screen from kotaku uh called triple click um i don't listen to it a lot um but i listened to one the other day um because i just wanted to hear their thoughts on the whole bethesda and that thing and and he was um and you might have even seen this, Kieran, but saying that uh, from what he's heard, that the game's been in development for quite a while. So he yeah. anticipates it releasing it yeah, in
1: like the next couple of years. I saw some something saying that it's been in development since before the last one. So that's um, um, interesting. Yeah, I can't remember the
0: exact time frame that he said, but yeah, I do remember it was like four years or something mm. like that. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the reason for that segue is that Mr. Schreier is probably our big, uh, or our main discussion topic for the week. Um, it's well, probably won't be a huge chat, like won't, won't be long. But I guess the subject matter is pro- probably kind of big. Uh, if you haven't been on Twitter or any gaming Facebook group or whatever today, and you missed the bigger news, um, Trump's an idiot. Ha- oh, sorry, wrong discussion. Definitely on Twitter. an idiot. Uh, that is confirmed. Hey, I'm sorry. I've got to get it up on my phone because I've reached my limit for free articles because I'm a tight ass and don't pay for a Bloomberg subscription. But um, yeah, so Jason Shaw put out a a story today um, and the headline is Cyberpunk 2077 publisher orders six day weeks ahead of game debut. So... Uh, again, it's another story talking about crunch in the industry uh, and mandatory crunch at that. And yeah, and again, I guess it's CD Project Red um, involved in, in that you know, discussion. So I'll just read you a quick couple of uh, pieces from the from the article. Uh, where are we? Polish video game developer CD Projekt Red told employees on Monday that six-day work weeks will be mandatory leading up to the November release of the highly anticipated twenty Cyberpunk 2077 reneging on an earlier promise to not force overtime on the project. Uh, CD Projekt Red co-chief executive officer Marcin Iwinski, I think is how you say that last year told Kotaku that the company would be avoiding mandatory crunch and was committing to allowing employees to work without overtime. Um, but essentially one of the workers from CD project red has emailed or contacted, uh, Jason Schreier and just showing him an email that's sort of gone around this week. Um, and the email kind of, uh, reads like this starting today, the entire development studio is in overdrive, uh, i sorry, I'll start again, I'll read what Jason has written here, um, my mate Jason. Starting today, the entire development team is in overdrive, uh, wrote. Uh, Adam Bad- Badowski sorry, is the studio head of SETI uh, Project Red, elaborating that this meant your typical amount of work and one day of the weekend. The extra work would be paid as required by Polish labour laws, many other video game studios don't pay for overtime. Uh, and then he says, "I take it upon myself to receive the full backlash for the decision. Uh, I know this is in direct opposition to what we've said previously about crunch. It's also in direct opposition to what I personally grew to believe a while back that crunch should be never that that crunch should never be the answer. But we've extended all other possible means of navigating the situation. Uh, and just goes on to say that last year." Um, Key people at City Project Red told Kotaku that they were looking to make City Project Red a more humane place to work. So, uh, what do we all think when we saw this?
3: I was unsurprised.
1: Mm. Hmm. Basically.
2: Yeah, it's not a shock. It's. Unfortunate, but it's, yeah, it's not shocking, that's for sure.
0: So, yeah, there's been a lot of um, disappointing responses to this article. Um, And I probably said a bit differently to you guys. Um, Not that I'm for or advocating crunch, but I guess a bit like what uh, you guys have all said, like I'm not really surprised. Um, And this i don't want this to be taken the wrong way but i feel like if you're working at a studio like city project red on a project like cyberpunk 2077 with their history of crunch and all that sort of stuff like like i'm not surprised kind of thing um by that i guess you kind of expect that to happen um and that's unfortunately one of the negatives of working for a big studio like that um that that's just unfortunately like part of the job. And that's one thing that I guess the, the, the whole industry needs to eradicate. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm for it, but part of me thinks that maybe this has been blown out a little bit, just, just a touch. Um, Cause it's only been announced this week that it's an additional uh, day, which is about six to seven days. And I, and I and i know the principle is that they shouldn't have to do it and i agree like they, they it shouldn't be mandatory crunch like uh, that's not but i guess uh if you're someone working there and i, I don't want to speak for them of course but um you know you've spent five years on this big big game an additional six to seven days work that you're getting paid for which is good because uh, a lot of as uh, he wrote a lot of people wouldn't 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 pay that i guess that's not justifiable, but it's not huge um, in the scheme of things. Um, and, I know, and I know that's not the core problem. Like the core problem is obviously the mandatory crunch and the months and months of, of uh, crunch. But I'm talking about this extra period here. Yeah.
3: Well, uh, but part of what is like an extra, uh, like extra salt in the wound is, I know for a fact that they've been working crazy hours before this. Which just seems like they're adding crunch on top of crunch, hmm. which is and that very on of. brand for CDPR. Truth be told, but I think the the real core of the issue is, yeah, I can kind of understand, you know, trying to, you know, get everything done in a small amount of time towards release. But there are some things that other studios have done. Like I'm not going to name the studio, but if any of their workers work overtime, the next day they have off. As well as being paid, mm. because the the studio head understands that, yeah, it's fine to be financially reimbursed for your time, but that's also you know taking a mental and physical health tax on you. So they're mm. they're kind of protecting their workers in that sense, and that's what the yes. needs to do. So, I guess for
0: the for the for just for the sake of this argument, like oh, oh here you go, devil's advocate yes. again. <laughs> I... I I just wanted an excuse to uh, get that in there every week. Um, yeah, I guess on that, and I, I, I don't know who you're talking about, so I, I can't uh, comment on, on that, but they obviously want to get this game out in that window of next gen, that November window. And Kieran, you and I were talking about it this morning. Mm. Um, you know, that if they don't do those extra six to seven days and they turn that into three or four weeks, let's say. Um, then that sort of hits it right on Christmas, which I guess they don't want to do. I guess the yeah. i the the traditional window for your big AAA game is mm. that holiday period, right? No, you know yeah.
1: So I guess so. What yeah. you're saying is that the sales are more important than people's health. <laughs> that's
0: Exactly <laughs> what he's saying. No, no, Mr. Devil's Advocate. <laughs> um, fuck.
1: Uh, <laughs> sorry i'm no, sorry, I'm sorry. I, I, no, no
0: I'm, I'm just saying that they obviously want to hit that window yeah so that's so that's why they're that's yeah that's yeah. the thing i um, like yeah n- not saying that it's right you know, I, I don't think that, that that mandatory crunch should be a thing and i have no doubt that people are tired relationships are suffering health is declining you know all, all, all that sort of stuff but yeah i guess i think uh, and I don't want to go into too much, but I guess working where maybe, and you can relate, Karen, but working where we like we do, mm. y- you are kind of expected to put in extra hours to get your stuff done You know, from time to time. Um, and sometimes the workload that you have, it re- does require staying back longer than you're paid for. Um, so I think part of me sees it from, that angle where it's like, Hey, I I work in retail. This is unfortunately just one of the perils of working in in retail. And and that's, and that in itself is a fault, you know, that, that shouldn't be the thinking. Like there's no excuse for that, but that's, I think how we've been uh, conditioned to think. Yeah. Um, Which is the problem though. Yeah, correct. So it's like, kind of goes in, in circles. So when I say like, Oh, you know, you got a job at a big AAA studio you should expect crunch, Mm. you know, that's, you know, that that there's a problem because I guess the industry is being conditioned to, uh, accept that as normal.
1: Yeah. Well, that's like the equivalent thing. That's like you being like, Oh, you know, the people at my job didn't plan something properly. So now I have to work six days this week. Yeah. And then someone being like, well, that's your fault for choosing that industry. Yeah. So I guess but that's,
0: I think that's just my own jaded, uh, thoughts on my own job pushing it into that yeah. kind of thing. That's why it's important
1: um, to talk about like what, that's why it's important for people like Jason try to signal yeah. boost this kind of stuff so that people don't just kinda of hand wave it and be like, you know, that's just the norm. Yeah. When especially like like you said, like like one of the one of the things you said was, you know, it's a it's a big studio so they should kind of expect that. But by the same token, like, it's a big studio with a lot of money. They mm. can a hundred percent avoid it
0: yeah it'd be one thing if it was like delays, you know so if you it was your mates at, wonder, like...
1: if it was your mates at myriad games who work part-time like if they did full-time weeks for a few weeks before launch because it's their passion project you know it's their thing yeah. that they're responsible for like you wouldn't be surprised yeah. but if no. you're just some like you know texture artist that just goes in nine to five and just makes textures for a living because that's their job like imagine just yeah. being told well no you've got to do another one yeah I do. I I
0: would love to just if there was like no repercussions. Or anything, just get everybody who works there, because I, I would assume that some people don't mind as much as other people. Absolutely, of um, course. Yeah. Like um, some
1: people, for, for a lot of people, it'd be you know what they enjoy doing. But so obviously, that, so the the whole idea of mandatory crunch is the the problem.
0: Yeah, I guess this is where this. Uh, And again, I don't want to defend Crunch or anything, but I think that's where this gets a bit uh, lost sometimes. You know, for some people, this is like, you know, they've spent five years of their life. Um, They love making games, and they want to make the best game that they can. So they're, I guess, okay with working this extra time. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It's fucked anyway. The whole thing's fucked. Crunch is fucked. The only thing good about Crunch is the chocolate bar, to be honest. Um wow
3: i was gonna make a joke that, that was your favorite form of confectionery
0: oh, crunch is actually delicious but um just on that big old adam badowski uh actually tweeted uh just under an hour ago um in response to mr schreier and his i guess statement reads like this these last six weeks are our final sprint on a project with sorry, excuse me, we've all spent much of our lives on, something we care for deeply. The majority of the team understands that push, especially in light of the fact that we've just sent the game to certification and every day brings us visibly closer to shipping a game we want to be proud of. This is one of the hardest decisions I've had to make, but everyone is well compensated for every extra hour they put in. And like in recent years, 10% of the annual profit our company generates in 2020 will be split directly among the team. Um. So, what do we think about that response? Do does he want to have on that? Because I guess he's kind of, I mean, yeah, like he's defending the move, like this, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, from just having a quick read on Twitter, he's, a lot of people aren't convinced that that's you know
1: they're not. Again, it's not a just good, like yeah, you know, he says it's his decision, so that's it. That's yeah. that's him saying yeah, I chose. Yeah, sticking to this release date, and I chose profits over, you know, mm. the yeah, the health kind of, of the people really that work <clears throat> for a me. Similar
3: way that uh, was it Dan Houser was bragging about how all these workers were doing 100 hour work weeks for Red Dead Two.
0: Mm. Oh yeah. Just, I want to throw you a quick question, and you you may or may not have an answer. But let's say COVID doesn't happen, do you reckon this happens? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You reckon? I'm not so sure. I want to have faith that maybe they they were on track. Um because it was it was early this year or you know that they said that the game was actually pretty much like, like they, the game's yeah. done. But they're just doing bug fixing and stuff. Exa- so yeah. I, 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 they
1: yeah. could that's the thing they can they can be on track. Like they make that date. Yeah. Like that's their decision.
0: But I guess they've you know they've already pushed it cuz it was meant to come out Last year no not last year, sorry, uh like April. In April, yeah. Um so that's, that's a fairly big move. Um like eight months. No, oh, sorry, not uh, seven months. Mm. Um anyway. Um
1: Yeah. Uh, don't good. get a job as a game developer. Yeah, at least at a triple A. Moral of the story. Yeah. yeah, no, just Cop- do any um, shout outs
3: to uh, Dylan Blurow.
0: <laughs> but yeah I mean yeah like like this is a this is a discussion we could just go on for ages with um
1: mmm uh are we all gonna get the game <laughs> yeah I mean it's gotta be worth but, something I guess right so
0: okay just on that I I wanna ask you a question and I'm not suggesting anything here i just want to get some thoughts on so the harry potter game right that's copped a lot of flack yep. um and for flack that is not controlled by the people who make the game uh and there are varying opinions on twitter and social media and whatnot about you know whether supporting the devs is a excuse um but here we openly know that the people running the company city project red have are forcing people to work you know mandatory crunch yet all of us are happy to to buy that game do you not feel that maybe that's not hypocritical i, I don't i don't want to use that word but unfair yeah
3: yeah no i i can see that argument um it it almost yeah. feels like a double standard I know, personally speaking, part of why I'm just not interested in the Harry Potter game is just I haven't seen enough. And mm. there hasn't really been much for Cyberpunk either that's gotten me that interested, aside from them saying, yeah, it's shorter.
0: <laughs>
3: <that's been the laughs> and it's made thing. by the
1: people who did The, the Witcher. I guess, um, yeah. Yeah. I guess the difference, like, there's a, there's a lot of nuance there. Yeah. Um. But I'm, like, I'm, yeah, I mean, I've kind of
0: made that very, very
1: on a on a short on a short notice like the the difference with something like cyberpunk is kind of like the damage has been done, like mm. me not buying the game isn't gonna make any difference to what's already happened um and the the thing that people kind of forget about the the Harry Potter thing is it's not just about money, it's not just you know if I don't buy the game that means this person gets less money. It's also, you know, if, if this game releases and people buy it and it's popular and it's trending that, you know, every time somebody, uh, who's disadvantaged by that whole situation sees it, that, that hurts them. You know what I Mm -hmm. mean? It's not, it's not just about sticking it to, you know, JK, but it's also about being, you know, protective of the people who, who are like actively hurt by it, just by it existing yeah so that has that has more like bigger ongoing effects i think yeah like you, I, I, I feel like i could actually make a difference by not supporting that
0: the, the only thing i would throw back on that is that if you let let's just say if you if cyberpunk sells five million copies or obviously
1: that the sends right, the wrong message
0: yeah it means that you know cd project red look at that and go well you look at all the publicity that we had around our crunch practices, people didn't really give a fuck. They still bought the game anyway, um, and they go and do it again, kind of thing.
3: You know what the um, concerning part is with their mindset towards crunch, though, and how they're getting rewarded for it with all the sales? Mm. It's the same story as Bioware.
1: Uh, so it's,
3: to... it's kind of concerning that they might go down that path as well. That's, so they just... I mean,
1: yeah. That's the other thing with that with that whole notion of like the ten percent is like that sends a message that yes we're doing the wrong thing by you but if you make a big deal out of it and we don't sell enough of the game you're gonna get paid less yeah so it's um but wouldn't
0: you, but wouldn't that apply to the Harry Potter like the developers I, I don't know what kind of bonus yeah. structure
1: they have in place but you would think that whether people buy the game or not most of those people have already been paid
0: yeah but you would think that that most they would surely they would they would have some sort of
1: bonus. The only only bonus structure sure. I ever hear about in developers, because CD it's projects is like a Metacritic a little bit, one. Yeah, exactly, and that's not gonna <laughs> that's not gonna change. Um, um, but like yeah. CDPRs a bit like that's that's I feel like that's fairly unique to them.
0: Mm. Oh yeah, well, maybe that bonus in particular, like that ten percent thing. Um, but I'd say that most studios would have most devs
1: get bonus. paid on like their goals are development based. Like, yeah. they hit milestones in development, and that's when they get paid, so...
0: Well, you, well, you think about... Um, what is... Um, uh, fuck. Who's the...
1: Gearbox? What do they have for... They have something like, similar as well. Wait, yeah. Why is it just the shitty developers? Yeah, they,
3: they have a anyway. the thing where... Oh, <laughs> so Randy Pitchford takes
0: all their money. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, it's... A,
3: it takes all their I money, mean, it, converts
1: it to Bitcoin, and puts it on a USB a and loses it.
0: it. Interesting <laughs> discussion that... Um, but
1: yeah, like it is, oh, you could go on for, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, there's a lot of nuance and there's hard to, it's hard to really make an informed, have an informed discussion yeah, without like, having all feel... the facts.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, Speaking for other people. We'll move on. Um, that pretty much wraps up news. Uh, quickly whip through some off topics. I don't know if we've even got anything this week. I know that I watched, uh, Lovecraft Country episode six or something. And it was fucking just it was whack it's like that show's getting whack that's definitely uh, in that mid-season just filler plateauing yuck. kind of thing I hope it gets better but it's definitely yeah uh, yeah I don't know it's, it's, it's still good but it's it's hitting like that, that six at the moment you know it's uh, its Metacritic rating is still probably on a seven-ish high sevens mid sevens but yeah it's just that's got pretty that mu- dip that's pretty much me for uh, Off Topics
1: yeah, I don't think I have anything.
3: I don't
2: have anything. Yeah. No, it's been a been a pretty standard week. Nice.
0: All right, well, uh, let's wrap it up and uh, go home, even though we're already home. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to the podcast this week. If you want to check out all the content, Adam's review, Adam's preview, Adam's interview, um, you well, can check out, our, <laughs> you check out our Made in Australia uh, big feature with Myriad Game Studio from Tassie there as well. And more, perhaps. Maybe I still haven't done the odd piece. Sorry everyone who's waiting on that. I know I'm the worst. Uh, but thank you. You can go to dot playcomau And until next week, stay safe, stay hydrated, and keep good.
1: Keep good it's all
0: right, everyone
1: to good <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye.